Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yo, you got me? Yeah, I got you. All right, so just to make it clear to the audience one more time, like Seymour just explained, of course, we are doing this from our job. We are at work, so you're going to hear things in the background. But if you're, if you're into the podcast and you're listening, like, you're going to always get a good, good, good podcast from the two of us. So just to go back into um, where I disagree on, you know, when you was telling us that your family didn't cooperate with the police, and then you right. gave the explanation of your cousin wasn't an angel and things like that. Like, and I get that. Let's not get it fucked up. But I do also feel like, yo, if your cousin would have got sniped by a nigga that, you know, like you say he was in the streets, a nigga that he actually did something to or did wrong and shit like that, you know what I mean? Then I, I, I guess, you know, according to street rules, we can look at that as, oh, okay, that's justified. You feel me? Right. But being that it was a, a, a case of mistaken identity... That means we just got some dumbass niggas shooting at people and they not even making sure they know who the fuck they shooting at. To me, people like that need to be off the streets. Just yeah, my, they, my honest I, opinion. I, I, and I, I feel you on that. But at the same time, they were looking for one of his boys. They were looking for one of his boys. So, I guess so you they, think since they seen him, they just let him have it? I uh, know. I honestly believe they thought he was the person that they were looking for because they had on the same outfit. Like, oh, the, the army fatigue, the army fatigue jacket, uh, the army fatigue pants, you know, the shit that niggas wore back in 95. <laughs> okay, I, I, I feel you. I feel you. But, oh, right. uh, so, so, going back to what I was saying, I just feel like that the hood is based off, the hood is based off, criminals run the hood, and I don't like that. You know what I mean? Because... There's a lot of good people in the hood. There's a lot of people in the hood who would have been probably great people, doctors, lawyers, probably could have cured cancer, all types of shit. But the hood turns you out, my nigga. Like, it really turns you out on some other shit. I know I was definitely turned out. I'm not even going to lie. I, I was too. You know what I mean? I had points in the hood where I, like, I woke up and just killed somebody just because. You know what I'm saying? Like... It was just crazy, you know what I mean? And it's never just because it's always, you know, there's always a reason for the behavior, you know what I'm saying? But it, you know what I mean, because you're from where I'm from. But just for the people that don't understand that, like, why would you wake up like that? Um, when you're in conditions where it's like it forces you to, like, you have to kind of be hardened, because the neighborhood we come from, East New York, is like, man, my description of it, because we probably got two different descriptions, my description of it is that shit is dog eat dog. You know what I mean? There's no motherfucking love out there. If you think for a second that niggas love you, you're going to get sniped because that's how it usually go. You know what I'm saying? And it's just my opinion. You could also give yours, but I I just look at it that we survived a place where it's not easy to survive. And at the time, at the time of our era growing up, it's when killings were going on retarded out there. Crazy, boy. At the time, New York was the, the murder capital at that time. Like, it went from New York to New Orleans. Excuse me, as they said, New Orleans. So that, that, that's just a, a taste of how bad it was. What's up, brother? And the, things that, the thing about it was it made it extra bad was that this shit wasn't, like, I don't really remember this shit being, like, televised. East New York was like a forgotten land or something. No. 
East New York was never a forgotten land. East New York was actually known for the murders and the and the, the, the burials and the bodies being found. So that's what the mafia used to dump the bodies in the uh, backwards gateway mortars. No, I know that, but I'm talking about like I'm talking about Negro shit. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're gonna talk about the Italians, but they ain't gonna talk about the niggas. Nah, they talked about us too. I'm telling you that. Like, remember, I say, remember, I, I always tell you, my my mentors in the hood <laughs> were like some of the killers in the hood. Definitely so, the killers in the hood. So it was. So I got to hear a lot of stuff that most people wouldn't have. Yeah, because, all right, so let me tell you a realization I came to the other day, right? Because, you know, you, you well, you don't know. Well, you do know, because me and you don't have plenty of conversation, but you know I was in the streets, but it was levels to my shit, you know what I mean? I wasn't, definitely wasn't the nigga trying to be a shooter and all that right. extra shit, you know what I mean? My shit was more fighting, selling drugs, fucking bitches, you know, doing wild shit, you know what I mean? Doing wild <laughs> shit, but I never was, like, shooting niggas and none of that. Carrying guns, yeah, all that shit, but not using it and all that extra shit. Well, I'll say this. I've never been put in a position where I had to use it or I felt like my life it, my life would be gone if I didn't kill this nigga. You feel me? Right. So, <clears throat> excuse me. With that being said, for me, I was sitting down the other day and I was just thinking and I realized how much I really wasn't a street nigga. Like, I was out there doing shit out of the, like what we spoke about earlier, out of fear and out of just wanting to be accepted. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Because, you know, like, you don't, in, in, the, in the East, you don't want to be one of them niggas that, because I don't watch niggas just for coming outside, get smacked around. Yep. Get their pockets dug. You know yep. what I mean? Shit like that. And I, I couldn't be one of those type of niggas, bro. I don't give a fuck. Like, it, it was something in me that was like, nah, that, that can't be me. And plus, I grew up from a street background, you know what I mean? My moms, my uncles, they grew up in the 80s. You know how that goes. My mom sold crack and shit. My uncles did too. So all that shit was in my face, young. Right. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to front like I, I like I had an understanding of what was going on. I remember vividly, and this is going to be crazy for the podcast, for people who really see how deep this shit is, right? Mm-hmm. I was a little nigga, boy. Before I lived in Brooklyn, I was born in Queens, raised in Brooklyn. Let's make that very clear. You know okay. what I mean? I was born in Jamaica Hospital. I moved I to Brooklyn. That. I moved to Brooklyn in third grade. Mr. Estrin was my 306 teacher. That's where I, I met AB. That's where I met AB and all them niggas. You feel me? Yeah. But anyway, so when we moved to Brooklyn, I was a young Queens nigga, but I was a fighter because my uncles was known in Queens. You feel me? So when I used to walk around in Queens, I was either Little Black or my uncle OGT or Little T. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I already had a reputation based off them. Right. When I moved to East New York, I didn't have a reputation, my nigga, at all. Second day of school, nigga, I got it in with a nigga. He tried to play me, and I, I, we fought. You feel me? Right. So that's how I earned my respect. But getting off of that, because I was talking about something completely different, just mm-hmm. going off. But um, yeah, you gotta you gotta redirect. Me. I, I jumped a little on shot. Right, well, you were talking about the, uh, the street nigga. You was never that uh, the, the, the real street. You realized you wasn't a real street nigga. Yeah, but I, I had passed that. I went a little further. Okay, I was telling the story. This is the story I was telling. 
right, one time I was in Queens, right, I was a little nigga, so my uncles did everything in my face, especially my uncle OGT. Shout out to him, you know what I mean? You fucked up my life, my nigga, but whatever. <laughs> Yo, real nigga shit, boy. My uncle OGT was like the worst uncle to leave me with. My mom was always had a job. She was always a working woman, you feel me? So she used to go to work, you know what I mean? Leave me with my uncle OGT. My uncle OGT used to have me drinking 40s with his friends and thought it was cool. Like, just because I could hold a 40 with one hand, he used to brag about that shit. Like, yo, look, this nigga could hold a 40 with one hand. Da, 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 da. So he fucked me up. Your mom's know about this back then? Did she ever find out? No, nah, my, my, my mom didn't know, out. but she's she going to find out now because she's definitely a listener of the podcast. Oh, <laughs> That's a fact. She ain't going to fuck him up. She's gonna, she gonna probably going to just shake her head because it was expected. And, 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 if we, and if we being quite honest, mind you got to kind of take that L, you know what I mean? You should have been making sure I was in better care at that age, you know? <laughs> Everybody getting shot. That's the fuck you are. Boom, 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 nah. But, yo, but this is this is the realest shit, though. One time, my Uncle OGT was bagging up crack. Right? So he uh -huh. doing it right in my face, my nigga. He didn't give a fuck. He was one of them niggas. He was young and he was dumb. So he bagging up the crack right in my face, right? My grandfather, rest in peace, Bob, he was one of those uh, old school pretty niggas. You know, the nigga that stand in the mirror combing his head, making sure his yeah. shit is straight before he go outside. The whole yeah. neighborhood know Bob. He was, the, he was a hustler, you feel me? Never had a job, but always had his money. You know what I mean? Hustle, work on car, whatever the fuck you need, Bob could do. You want your house built, that nigga will figure it out. You know what I mean? Got it. I so I had a couple families like that. I respected him. Because the one thing about my grandfather, he was the type of man that he always liked to cook and shit. You know what I mean? So he'll get up in the morning. Dinner is breakfast to him. Every meal is dinner to him. Okay. And what I mean by that is breakfast you eating, potatoes, some meat, some veggie. Like, nigga, he packing it on. You know what I mean? Got it. So with him, one time he come in the crib. You know what I mean? This after my uncle bag up his crack, he go out to the block or whatever. My grandfather, the next morning, he looking for the facial mirror because the mirror, my uncle bagged up his crack on a, on a mirror, you know, the hand mirror that you hold. Yeah. So, you know, my, uncle, my grandfather's asking for the fucking mirror. I go to my grandfather and I tell the truth. I said, oh, it's under my bed. He got his crack on it. Right? Real nigga shit, boy. Uh-huh. I learned two lessons this day. Now, people that's listening to this podcast that don't come from the hood, you're gonna understand why this whole situation was fucked up. My grandmother beat my ass, my nigga. For telling my grandfather that the crack was under the, well, the mirror was under the bed with the crack on it. Beat my ass, my nigga. And, and in all actuality, we know now as adults, I should have never got a beating for that. I did what I was supposed to do, which was tell the adults what was going on. You feel me? I got a right. beating for that. So I took that as like, oh, that's my first lesson in hood codes. Don't snitch. snitch. Yeah. You see shit, don't say shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. But to me, in the life I'm living now and the way I'm raising my kids, hood codes is completely whack. I want my kids to tell everything. I don't give a fuck. Be a snitch, nigga. Well, they not street people. They, they are... Civilians. You're right. You're right. You're right. So it goes to show you like how our paths kind of get molded 
from childhood because I seen my uncles hustle. I wind up hustling. I seen my uncle Jermaine go to jail. My, my, my grandmother used to always take me with her to go see him in jail. You know what I mean? I used to always cry. You know, that shit is painful when you're a young nigga. You see your uncle in jail and you, you leaving and he can't leave and shit like that. You don't, you don't know the concept of it, but you know that this shit is fucked up. And right. I wind up going down that same exact path. I wind up going to jail, all that shit, right around the same age as my Uncle Jermaine. Matter of fact, I went a little younger than him because he had to do a DOC a bit. My shit was a juvie, but you know, shit is crazy. When you really, really break down everything psychologically, shit is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So now, you know what I mean? Let's get back to where we was at because we told a couple hood stories. Now that, uh, so now that, you know, everybody's grown. And you still the oldest one. Do you still have that protective vibe, or is it yep. more so now that you're married and you got your own family? Nah, so... nah I still got the protective vibe. Like everybody, everybody will tell you that I'm the oldest. So, like even till to this day, something goes on in the family. Like I, I will put it. Not, not let's not say to this day. I don't know if they still think that way. Pretty sure they do though. But let's say something was to happen in the family, right? Where it would be enough. It will be enough reason for the guys in the family to step in and handle whatever. Right? Okay, I get what you're going. They calling uh, you first? No, they're not calling me first. They're calling me last because, like, the, the name S dot. I got that because I was the end of the sentence. Like at the end of everything, if there's no, you, there's no telling me anything. After you talk. What's up? I feel you. Let's go. It's go, it's go time. Go. Yo. Can't hear you, bro. Yeah, you back now. Hold on. Wait, hold, hold on. I'm switching the headset because the headset about to die. So I'm putting my um, headphones in. Hold on. Okay, okay. Copy, copy, copy. You sound a whole lot better now with them headphones. That's okay. your clearest day. Uh, well, you sounded clear just now, too, but your voice is a lot louder with the headphones. How y'all doing? Yeah. All right. Yes, man. But, yeah, so I, I'm the last person to call. It's all, if if I, if they do call me first, it's one of my aunts or my moms calling me, like, say, Ma, mind your business. Like, Leave it alone. We got this. Well, you want to know some real shit? What's up? Never expressed this either, but since we're doing a podcast, I, I want to be open and honest, and I feel like this is a great feel for the conversation. I'm the person they wouldn't call at all, and not because my family has me highly underestimated for who I really am. And that's how I knew when I was doing my dirt in the street, I was good at doing dirt. Right. Because they think I'm a fucking sucker. And that's how it's supposed to be. Because I got put in situations from being in the streets and looking at it as an adult now, it helps me understand it better. When I was younger, of course, my ego, I couldn't understand. But Mm -hmm. now that I'm older, I realize it like that. I was just good at what I was doing. So they had no idea of who I really was when it came to being in the streets and shit like that. Right. So it made them look at me as a fucking sucker. So certain situations I used to get into, like one situation until I got into with a nigga in the hood, you know what I mean? 
and he was a he was a well known shooter. Right. You feel me? No lie, I was scared, my nigga. When, when, Cause I, I knew I could beat the nigga up. I always I knew I could beat the nigga up, bro. Like for real. But I didn't want to fight this nigga because I felt like, yo, this nigga's gonna shoot me. He's gonna try to kill me. Right. You feel me? So I did some bitch shit and I basically left. I left the hood, my nigga. No lie, I went to Jersey to my cousin Craig. I was up there for like a week and me and my cousin got into an argument and I'll never forget it, my nigga. She said, you popping all that shit, but you scared to go back to your own hood. Soon as she said that shit, I packed up, went back home, my nigga. Know what I mean? Saw the nigga that I had the drama with confronting him because now I'm ready to die for mine, nigga. Yeah, now yeah. you got my family thinking that you I'm pussy. some fucking pussy. Yeah. It was just that I didn't want to get shot because I wasn't into gunplay and all that. And I, you know what I mean? I knew this nigga was. Right. And I knew he had access because I didn't have access either. You feel me? I knew he had access. Which is understandable. Listen, the first rule in life that your body going to do self-preservation. Your brain, (laughs) self-preservation. That's the first thing. Your your, your brain is always going to tell you fight or flight. That's it. Yeah, but you know, niggas would never tell that story about themselves, ever. You're right. Most most won't because of ego. Yeah, most see, won't. that ego shit is gone for me. I want people to be able to learn from the shit that I've been through and not think that, yeah, you know, I held it fucking down. No, I was scared. I thought that nigga was going to kill me. I got the I'm fuck gonna... out of Dodge. Yo, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. Keep it a buck. 99% of the people in the hood are scared, which is why most of the stuff happens in the hood. Yeah, because, bro, I went back to the hood prepared to die. To die. Right. But also prepared to kill if I had to, my nigga. Because I ain't what? had no hammers, but I just started carrying the biggest knife in the motherfucking house on me. Like, yo, this nigga is going to get this knife if he try to come at me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But that's how that's how it happens. Most of it is done out of fear. Yo, close your door. Nah, I know, boy. My bad. My bad. I was just backing like, up. I know, but typically, I, I, I don't say nothing, but we're on a podcast now. I don't think the audience wants to hear the horn. Man, of the, I want my 6 9 shit, nigga. The audience SMD, nigga. They're going to fuck you up. Nah. Nah, happy. <laughs> Yo, where the mother. That's what I want to happen, though. To be honest, I, I like. Let me just tell you my whole podcast dream, real quick, right? While we here, real quick. Since I can, this motherfucker I'm trying, trying to get Charlemagne. No, I'm trying to be better. Cause the thing about Charlemagne, no, I no, love. I say trying to be Charlemagne. I say you trying to be Charlemagne. You trying to get fucked up. No, 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 no. <laughs> but see, I want my shit to be reversed. I want if a nigga run up on me, yo, can I get a drop B and a nigga snuff me? I want to show niggas that I'm from East New York. Cause you that nigga showed he was from Monk's Corner, South Carolina, boy. <laughs> that nigga ain't turned around one time and throw his hands up, nigga. East New York nigga would have got hit like that. His hands would have been up. What's good with y'all niggas? What's up? Yeah, who coming first? And then if a nigga getting overwhelmed, then you run. You don't start running and you ain't even try to throw a punch, my nigga. Yeah. I, I ran one time. I wanna be the nigga that's throwing a punch. Ran one time. Walking three o'clock in the morning. You know, over there by, uh, on Pennsylvania by Wendy's? Of course, nigga, that's my side of the ass. Yeah. I was over there, coming from, I was coming from Bushwick, walking from the L train, right? 
I got some headphones in my ear. I'm bopping. I'm singing, I'm singing a song. I think I was listening to DMX. Slipping. No, 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 no. I wasn't slipping. I was well aware of what was going on. I see three dudes walking up. So, you know, naturally, being from the streets, you, you get yourself ready. You start adjusting, yeah. Headphones come off. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I didn't take them off because I wanted them to think I was sleeping. Turned the volume I just turned down. Turned it down. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Survival. <laughs> so, nigga, I'm I'm still singing a song as if I'm not paying no attention to what's going on. Nigga said something crazy. I said what? Turned around, gave him a two piece, put him down. His boys turned around, looked at me. I. I, I think I seen one of them reach. I'm pretty sure he didn't. It's probably just to feel like these niggas gonna fuck me up. And I booked it. But they didn't chase too much because they had to, they picked up their man. Because I kept looking back. Yeah, niggas ain't gonna chase you too, too, too heavy. Yeah. But I, I only made it across the street to Burger King. And I looked back and niggas, they trying to Yeah, because once you see niggas ain't chasing you, you like, fuck it, I ain't running no more. But... I was like, God damn. Like, that was the, the, the one time, I think the first time I was ever shook. But, because there's been many situations where I was ready to get it on with the group. But at the time, I just knew I didn't have it in me. Now, two o'clock, every... three o'clock in the morning, just coming from seeing the girl, I'm dead tired. I was getting my ass whooped. I knew I didn't have it. See, I never, I never go into it basing it off, like, I don't, fighting for me is different, like, because for, first of all, like, most niggas, they look at me and they think, oh, this nigga's a goon, he want to fight niggas, da, 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 because you know I'm loud and... Well, you look, you look like a fucking goon, you look like you just came home every day, even with a fresh cut, you look like you just came home. Yeah, but see, the thing is, is, right, like, I can't help my look, like, I'm just a, I'm, I'm a tall nigga, like, it's just, I can't help that, but the thing is, is that... If most people that know me know that my last reaction is gonna be violent, my nigga, like, cause I'm a nigga that, yo, boy, we can talk about anything, even if it's a hostile talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it don't gotta be a, yo, let's sit down and have a conversation. Nigga, fuck you, you bitch ass nigga, nigga, fuck you. Da, da, da. I, it could be one of those. I could do that with a nigga, you know what I mean? Cause I, I just, I can't. I, cause for me, unless we cool, unless we were like cool, cool, like, oh, me nigga, and you. that's, that's all I'm talking about. Like, I, I don't get into, uh, like, all right, let me make it very clear. A nigga I don't know, you get no type of respect, nigga. Because I don't even So we're going to take it all the way there, you know what I'm saying? But if it's a nigga I don't know, and he also, like, kind of seeming like he don't want no problems, I'm not pushing the problem either. Because, uh, yeah, you know, I, I some don't... niggas will start some shit, and then once they see your energy, they don't want no problems no more. I see yeah. niggas get hyped up off a nigga not wanting problems. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's the whack shit. I hated that. But I never see my thing is I never, uh, to be honest, I never waited that long. As soon as a nigga get loud and I don't know you, I'm going upside your head. Like, that's just what it is. Because I don't know what your intentions are. I don't see motherfuckers act like they didn't have no problems, let a nigga go to sleep, and then catch him. Now, I read like, niggas, because some niggas, uh, I mean, not even some niggas. To me, boy, let me tell you how this should go with me, personally. I feel like 90% of niggas, they look at me, and they don't want to fight me, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? But they don't want to look pussy. So niggas try to bait you into snuffing them. 
Because a lot of niggas ain't got it in them to punch a nigga in his face. You feel me? Yeah. So they, they try to bait you into punching them in their face. So then they basically force to fight you back. And I feel like I've been in that situation a lot where a nigga talking wild crazy, but you ain't about to do shit, my nigga. And you know you ain't about to do shit. You just going to sit there and talk. Like, I'm not, not going to argue with you, my nigga, at all. But I'm definitely not going to meet your energy up in no argument. Bro. If you come in my space, like, you know, like, the comfort zone, Yeah. now it's on. Because I'm just, I get nervous once a nigga get too close and he talking too aggressive. Yeah. My thing is, I had, I've had guns put in my face. Never had nobody put a knife out on me. No, how, I how did. did. How did, how did that feel? Because I had a gun put in my face too, right in Gersh Park. Oh, uh, the first time I ever got robbed. Couple times, the, the, the couple times, uh, first two times, it was it was nothing. It was like, what's up? If you gonna if you gonna do it, do it. Because I was remember I told you I had no regard for life. It wasn't until my son was born, so I started thinking a little bit. But I still had that. Well, nigga, you pulled it because I'm still on the. I'm always on the. If it's my time to go, it's, it's my time. time to go. So I don't worry about that. I feel uh, you. This, so, so do you look at it like shit? This like I've, ta- my- like I've taken, I've taken the gun from a nigga that put the gun in my face. I've taken it from him. Yeah, that's Fucked him up with it. That's crazy. So, that's super crazy right there. And I had niggas that uh, I've had niggas that praise me for not. Backing down, or as most niggas would say, bitching up when the gun when the gun was flashed, like and that was an incident that happened in high school. Nigga wanted to become my friend, like yo, you got hard, you shouldn't be around these other niggas. Like it, it was, it was just weird. I, I had weird situations. I had some situations where I was a little nervous. I had some situations where I wasn't thinking about it at all. It's just. Let's go. Whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. But what's, what's not gonna happen is you're not gonna catch a bitch. Like I'm not leaving here as a bitch. So uh, I got a quick question on that, and then we just gonna. I got a quick question with what you to the comments you just made. Um, so if a nigga got a gun in his face and he plead for his life, that make him a bitch? No, 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 no. We play now. All right, it all depends on the type of situation. Like again, at the time, I didn't, I had no regard for life. So the way I was nigga, told, what's the procedure when you got a gun in your face? Right. Now so, I just had to give niggas a little bit of uh, I know, a little bit of set it <laughs> so off, Vivica Fox vintage shit. But like, just just like um, the snitching, the snitching situation. It's, it's the same thing. If you if you on the streets and you talking nuts all the time and you moving around nuts and you doing dirt to people, when your time comes, you cannot bitch up. You got to take it for what it is. So if you running down on niggas and then it comes time for niggas, niggas run down on you. You got to string a bell that shit. That's it. You got you got to take it as it comes because. That's what it is. This is what comes with that life. Now, if you just a regular, let's say, a playboy dude in the hood, and somebody run down on you, you you not that street dude. You a, you a chill dude. You pleading for you pleading for your life. Okay, 
there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with anybody paying for their life. It's just that I see it. The street dudes don't talk that shit to me, like around me, and then push come when I, when the situation shows you you're not that person. I need you to be who you are or who you portray to be 100 percent of the time. Okay, 100%. so 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 let's get right into it then. Takashi six nine. How you feel about it? He was never who he portrayed to be. It was just a portrayal. That was... Oh. That's it. Okay. But, but do I feel it's right that he's snitching on us? People, these people you were eating with. These people you were running around with. You knew the type of shit that they was into. You don't get to snitch on your boys because you're not a regular civilian. You put yourself in this situation. You didn't just end up in it. You don't get to do that. So what about the niggas he's snitching on? They fucked up individuals, but... No, nah, and I'm not even... Yo, look, I don't want to go by none of the rumors or nothing. I'm just talking like... Because fuck all that rumor shit, you know what I'm saying? I say, I'm, look, look, I'll go by... I'll go by I, I'm not talking about the one where they, they so-called say you sleeping with this girl and all that. Let's go with this kidnapping one, right? Let's go with the one with the kidnapping. Okay, they it's, actually the, locked up somebody that they knew was down with their crew. Right. So, that one, dude fucked up. Like, you fucked up. Like, why you robbed me a man? You call, you asked for that. You asked for that. But snitching, I don't think he should have did that. I think he should have handled that on his own. So, take you that. Got, you take, don't got to Take him. the 69 years. You don't got to kill him. No. Oh, like, when somebody say handle that, it don't always mean you got to kill somebody. All I mean is you got to go make sure next time somebody think about it, they have some respect for your name. Go fuck them up, whatever. Cut a finger off, whatever you got to do to, to get that message across. All right, so this is my, this is my, this is what I was trying to get to. And this is my POV on that situation. Because um, you know I had mixed feelings about it because, you know, I like Takashi. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I enjoyed the music. You know, I used to listen to that shit all the time. I used to work out to it. Yeah, I just started it, listening to him just because of you. Like, at that point, I just started listening to him. Because, like you him. know what Takashi did for me? He reminded me of one of my favorite rappers. And when people hear this thing, I'm like, oh, this nigga weeds his bucket. Suck my dick. Straight like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, 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 you know what I mean? In, in, in the name of Takashi, I had to drop her, you know, suck my dick. Um, I feel like this, right? I've been in the hood, mm-hmm. and I don't. Consider... Wait, wait, wait! Before before you do that, I want to know who your favorite rapper is. Oh, Takashi reminded me of the energy, the energy, not the skill, the energy. Let me make that clear. Uh-huh. Dmx. Okay, okay, okay. Like when I, Dmx I came on the scene, boy, that shit was something. Yo, boy, Dmx is the reason why I love hip hop. That shit was different. Dmx is the reason why I was robbing niggas. Real nigga yeah. shit, boy. Yeah. Like DMX he's the reason, the reason why I used to rob niggas. Because I used to listen to that nigga shit and be like, yo, this nigga understands. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I grew up in a single-parent home. Shit too. I was a bum-ass little nigga. You know, all that shit affects you when you're in the hood. Niggas cracking jokes on you because you ain't got what they got. Shit like that. Yeah. So I felt like the immense. I got to the point where it was like, any nigga who had jokes, especially in front of them bitches, oh, okay, I'm going to see you, nigga. As soon as we get out of school, I'm running down on you and I'm robbing you. Uh, okay. That was my well, game, robbing niggas all the time. Shout out, shout out, and 
Man, fuck that. Yeah, I'm signing out on the podcast. Shout out Danielle Williams. She from your side. From 640? You really? My nigga, <laughs> that was my Juxon partner, my nigga. You hear me? Yeah, yeah. I, oh, give you a, I can give you a funny story. Let me give you a funny story real quick, right? No, first let me finish the Takashi shit. So, the way I feel about the Takashi shit is this, right? I do feel like he's dead wrong for snitching. You know what I mean? But I also feel like them niggas that was running around with him is dead wrong for running around with him, my nigga. Because if it was me, I wouldn't fuck with a nigga like Daniel. Because there's no way he could ever make me think he bout that life. But at the same time, at the same time, them fucking with him, they could, like, fucking with him is one thing. Because, you know, everybody got that dude and they crew that's not about that life. You don't have to do the dirt around them. You can just have them around when it's good times. Like, when niggas is just chilling. No, that's a fact. If, you, if, you, if y'all just get into a fight, yeah, that's one thing. But if y'all going out to do all this other shit... Yo, Simo, you, know, you selling bricks in front of that nigga? The not, cool, not, the cool nigga no. in the crew. Is you selling we're bricks in front e- of him? We're not even having a conversation about it in front of him. So, and, and that's because you was raised by real OGs, right? Right. And they taught you that certain niggas is just not built for this shit, right? Right. You, you see it Certain niggas you can look at and tell that they're not built for it. And I'm not saying that you can't be cool with them, but you just know that they're not built for it. Prime example, right. my little brother, you know what I mean? My, and he's just a You're great, not names. He's a great friend of mine. No, nah, I can say his name because he don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? He's not a nigga that's trying to even act like he's about that life. My man Rico is a nigga oh. that's not about none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I thought you were talking about somebody else. No, no, no. This is my dog. You know what I mean? He not on that street shit. You feel me? And when I used to be in the streets doing my thing, he was smart enough to remove himself. Or right. I would tell him, like, yo, my nigga, this, this ain't... It's not for you. Yeah, this ain't where you need to be right now. You feel me? And I right. feel like... So Rico could never, ever get on the stand and tell on nothing. Only thing he could ever say was, yo. He would always tell me he to leave. He was telling me to leave. I don't know what he was doing. That's you know it. what I mean? He used to just, yo, this shit ain't for me, and I got to go. And I, I'll leave. You feel me? And I feel like with them niggas that, that, that um, Takashi was running with, all them niggas are street niggas. All of them. Mm-hmm. And they should have known better, bro. If, you know what I mean? You don't even put that kid in a position where he can tell on you. And you damn sure don't put him in a position where he going to jail and he got the opportunity to fold. Because you right. had to know he was going to fold. Right. You had to know. When, when you in the life of crime, you know at any given day your number is up, whether it be death or jail. At any given time. And you know anybody, you, you think you know people until... That time comes. Yo, and I gotta I gotta keep it one hundred thousand right now, boy. That going to jail, like niggas, that whole not snitching shit. Oh nah, nah, I'm no, not. No, listen, hear me out, hear me Go out. Ahead. I wanna hear you first before I uh, make that any, whole any not comments. snitching shit, in my opinion, is the stupidest shit ever, right? Because look. Niggas look at snitching like, yo, you broke the code, right? right. I look at snitching as, yo, that shit is a part of the game. Uh, like, mm. my nigga, you cannot be out in these streets and not put it in your head that, yo, I just did something with this nigga. He could tell on me. Right, right, okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It is a part of the game. And I feel but like it that. it is breaking the code. But it, no, it, it is breaking, breaking the, code. the code. But my nigga, 
How is it really breaking the code when snitching is really a street code? What do you mean? Snitching is a street code because you gotta be in the streets to snitch, right? You gotta have, you gotta be in the streets somewhere to be able to tell on a nigga, right? So I mean like this. All right, let's use John Gotti. What's the nigga name? Sammy the Bull, right? He told on Gotti, right? Right. He snitched. Right. This nigga's a killer. Right. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? Like Sammy the Bull is a killer, a known killer for mad bodies, but he snitched mm -hmm. on Gotti, right? Right. How is that not a part of the game? When although, wait, although hold on, let me finish. Part of the game don't make it right. Oh, okay. So how is it? No, how is it not a part of the code? That's what. That's my question, really. It's not a part of the code because what it is. All right, let's say me and you, me and you, we cool, we tight, we doing business together. It's, it's almost like a, a unspoken oath. Uh, it's an unspoken agreement. We coming into this game on a, at our own free will. Now, if somebody forced you into the game, that's a different story. That, if that's your way out, I give I give you that. Like I give you that. I I, I can kind of see that pass. I which, can't really say I give it to which you. Which I think that's what happened with Takashi. But go ahead. I don't think he was forced into that. I but, think um, he was definitely forced. Um, I think he was probably getting extorted, but I don't think he was forced into rocking with them. Everybody, most people want to be around that, that guy, those guys. Yeah, but I think that, because this is what I also know from living in the hood, to get around those guys, it's not that easy. You got to prove uh, yourself. Not always. Not always. Well, according to Takashi's indictment, he had to prove himself. Well, if he proved himself, then I mean he was willing to do whatever needed to be done. Because proving yourself is just showing people that you are capable of what they think you're capable no, of. No, and I get everything you're saying, but why is snitching... Not a part of the game, but everything else. Is. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not a part. I mean, of the game. why is it, it not a part of the code? Because when everything our, else is. Because our agreement, as going into it, as going into this these ventures together, we know we can get caught. So it's an unspoken agree, unspoken agreement that's stating, I. You're not going to tell caught, on me, and I'm not going to tell on you. It's, it's not. It's not even that. It's I went into this on my own free will and accord. So. I'm willing to take whatever consequences come with this. So, Seymour, I'm with you, right? Look, boom. Let's, let's just do a straight, simple shit. I caught a uh -huh. body. Uh-huh. You my man. Uh-huh. I don't tell you I caught a body. Mm-hmm. But we in the car. Gun is under your seat. I never claimed mm -hmm. a gun. Mm -hmm. You supposed to hold that? You supposed to do that bid? Or was you supposed to tell them fucking police, like, yo, I didn't do this, and this is his gun? Now, what you're supposed to do is say, I'm going to call my attorney. I have nothing to say to you. Because anything, I, this is what people don't understand. And see, when no, I was running. And, and I, I, get, I get that. You're right. When I was, you're you're when a little I was smarter running, than most gangsters, bro. I'll give you that. But what I when mean is. I was running the streets. I, I was reading this, the law bro, books at I, the same time. I mean this. I mean, like, yo, that's crazy. You was reading the law books at the same time. I want people to catch that ball. But, um. I didn't that, wait to. That's jail for it. But let's, let's, <laughs> let's talk the fucking... It's, it ain't all of that. Like, fuck calling the lawyer. Nigga, you are on trial for your life right now. And I still ain't say shit. You supposed to hold that down and let your lawyer fight it? What if your lawyer come to you and tell you, yo, it ain't looking good, we not gonna win this? But you know I'm the nigga that did it. You supposed to let me walk the streets for a fucking... A fake-ass cold? Let, let, me, let me tell you this. Let, let me put you like this. You think you really gonna be walking the streets? Yes. Boy, no. let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. No. 
A lot of snitches walk the streets, my nigga. Uh, no, a lot of snitches do walk the streets, but a lot of snitches is not dealing with certain families. You dead? All right, but you know what I mean, my nigga. Look, look, look. I put, I put it. All right, so like even this. this, even this, right? You, you, your motto is a life for a life. So since you got to do life, you take a nigga life, right? Uh, unless, unless this man, is, unless I can see this man is going to take care of everything that I would be taking care of with me being out. Because so if, nigga, I'm part, even, if I'm part, even, if I'm that, part of even, that life, even that I'm right there, that life, I'm not telling them. I'm not. I can't. It, 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 it's just not in me. To me, that's that. To me, that 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 um, that rhetoric right there is what got the whole game fucked up. No, it's not what got the whole game fucked up. What got the game fucked up is the snitching part. Because if people didn't open their mouths, if they didn't open their mouths. Cops will have no information. Yeah, but the, the, the thing is this, Seymour, and this is why I got to say, like, snitching is a part of the street code, my nigga, because niggas been going to jail for years, right, because of a snitch. So why but, do but, niggas... So hold on, listen, this is my whole thing, and this is what I want the kids to be able to grasp from this. Why even get yourself in that life at all when sometimes. snitching is definitely a part of the code and it it's can fucking not, happen. See, that's where you keep mixing it up. At. It's not a part of the code. It's a part of the game, but it's not a part of the code. It's okay, just like, okay. It's, it's just like you and you and your fiance. The trust, you, you being faithful is the code. Her being faithful is the code. But if cheating, I cheat... Hold on, hold on. Cheating <laughs> is a part of the game. Okay, so okay, if you I cheat, got you. it's a part of the game. I got that you. That wasn't in your agreement. No, I got you. I got you now. I got you. You made that very clear. It's a part of the game, but it ain't a Not part the of the code. code. The G code, you mean? The gangster code. Right. Okay. The, and, and see, and what, what also got it? What also got that part fucked up? People that got into the game because of the flashy part is what really fucked it up. Because they got into it for the glitz and the glamour, and wasn't ready for the consequences. That's a fact. But who sees the consequences? Let's be honest. When you're looking at that drug dealer on the corner, you always look happy. You always look lit. You got all the bitches. But he also sees the consequences. You just look past it. Because when he get locked up, you just look at the next drug dealer that come up right after him. That's a fact. And what you say is, well, what you say about the one that got locked up is, damn, I was fucked up. He was a good nigga. He took care of niggas in the hood. That's what happens. That's a fact. That's a fact, boy. That's a fact. That is a motherfucking fact, bro. Um, and, 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 and the reason, and I, I just want to, because I know I sound a, a bit passionate about it. Because you a thug, nigga. No, 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 no. We're not even going to say that part. I'm not a thug. I'm not a thug by any means. Fuck out. This nigga's a thug, y'all. He's a trained killer, everything. But <laughs> that's that, that scenario that you came up with. Now, I don't know if the gun had a body on it, but there was definitely a gun in the car. Definitely. It had a I, body and everything. I got I'm pulled you go over. to jail like a piece of shit. I got pulled over. Well, I, I wasn't even driving, but I was in the car with a passenger. Under your seat. Police yeah, said, yo, it was, it was under by, your seat. Oh, no, You're going to have to take it was, this. It was behind my seat. It wasn't even under my seat. It was behind my seat in a little, uh, the, the little pocket behind the seat. Yeah, it a little was pocket there. pouch. Yeah. It was there. Oh, you was in this scenario before. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, that's okay. why I'm so passionate about it. Because it, it was in the pocket pouch, in the back of the seat, 
and it was it wasn't the driver's gun either. Look, y'all, East New York niggas don't even hire guns. Go ahead. It was it wasn't the driver's gun either. We borrowed somebody else's car. To, well, we wasn't. Even, I want to say borrowing. We was gonna make a run for somebody else. Go pick some stuff up for him. And not no, not drugs or anything. But um, definitely sounded like drugs. Go ahead. I know that's why I had to clarify <laughs> that. <laughs> I was never a runner for nobody. But <laughs> listen, but, li- 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 listen, say more flex, y'all. Go ahead though. But um, <laughs> stupid. But we went to go. We was going to pick up some stuff. We were speeding. Got pulled over. Didn't know the gun was in the car. They searched the car. They found the gun. Who gun is it? We're not saying nothing. Neither one of us said anything. It's just, ah, uh, fuck. We're going down. But you know what I did? Hold on. I'm not saying nothing to you. Let me call my attorney. You can speak to my attorney. You know what happened? All right, y'all could be on y'all way. It, it was uh, whoever, whoever this car belongs to or whoever gun it is, you can tell them they can come pick it up from the police if they have a registration on it. Now, it could have just been a fortunate situation. But I didn't do no talking. The person in the driver's seat didn't do no talking. The attorney did the talking over the phone. Yo. Well, all that being said, one of your sons come to you tomorrow because they a gangster. What's your reaction? Oh, we're going to test that. We're going to test that. I'm, I'm going to hit up some whoever I know close by, close enough. Like, yo, I need you to let, let, Let's fix this scenario real quick. Okay, so you test it and you find out that he really with it. He really about that shit. What's next? All right. My next question is, you sure you ready for this? Because this is, this is what you choosing to do. Understand. And your family could get caught up in it. You could die behind it. You could go to jail behind it. So I hope you got money to bail yourself out and all that other stuff. Because if this is the life that I'm providing where you don't have to go do that at all, you're not even in an environment that entices you to do that. Then there's no need for you to do it. So you better be ready. You better be ready. Now, the same conversation that I got. I feel you. You ain't going to beat his ass? What I'm going to beat his ass for? This is a choice he made. We're going to have a conversation. Because if mean, he a gang- if he a gangster, hold on, hold on. If he a gangster... If he think you're a gangster, he see himself as a grown man. He see, he see himself as being able to handle whatever consequences come. I don't need to beat his ass. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to have a man-to-man. But that's you ain't trying to put that uh, fear of dad in him? That nigga, oh, you want to be a gangster? Nah, I do that already. But I, I mean, like... Because they, they know my stories. Like, I don't hide nothing from them. No, I'm no, no. Good. I just mean, period. Like, you wouldn't just... You don't think your anger would make you want to turn up? Like, nigga, you want to be a gangster? All this work I'm putting in and you... Da, 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 da. No. I think I'll fuck Jalil up. No. I'll be mad. All this hard work I do because, to take because, him away from that life and, and this and the, the re- life and the reason And the reason I wouldn't, my parents didn't do it to me. Like, when my mom found out what was going on with me in the hood, and she found out the most fucked up way there was. Huh. She found out through... Call from the precinct? No. I, didn't, I hadn't got locked up yet. 
That's how my mom found out. I was looking for, I put it like this. My brother shot at somebody's cousin, right? Shot at somebody's cousin. And then. Let's not go too deep into details, though. No, 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 we not. That's why I said somebody's cousin. Um, he, didn't, he didn't hit them or nothing. He just shot at them because they were talking crazy, walking through the hood. Um, so he shot at them. Dude was looking, um, dude's cousin was looking for my brother. I ended up looking for dude. But in the midst of this, I made, we, we, um, somebody owed us money. So now I, I just got him, just made him give me his chain and shit like that. So he went and told his moms. Moms filed a report saying I was extorting them. The dude that was looking for my brother also, um, happened to know my moms. And I'm looking for this dude. And he's like, yeah, I hear one of your sons, he told my mom, one of your sons shot at my, uh, one of your sons shot at my cousin. I hear, I hear his, um, his brother's looking for me. And, uh, and he thinks she got a bunch of sons. And like another one thinks, um, another one is extorting my friend's son. So I'm coming to you because I don't want to go too far. Yeah, that is a bad way. Yeah. So, uh, now, this dude, certified killer, just came home. Certified killer. So now and your mom's scared for you. A little bit. My mother, my mother knew me. Because once he said, once he said, one of your sons is looking for me, I heard one of your sons is looking for me, my mother knew what it was. Because he was looking for my brother. You did? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mother knew I was just on my uh, protective shit. So it, it was what it was. Well, nothing she could have said or did. We ended up having to go down to the precinct to get my name, to, to get my name cleared. That, that was it. They had a picture of me and all that. How the hell they get a picture of me? I don't know because I had never been arrested prior to it. Well, that ain't hard for a nigga to get a picture of you, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I learned a lot. Well, I think that, um... I think we gave these niggas enough, man. It's like two hours of material. We gave them some good stories. All that type of shit. Um, well, well, I do want to say one thing. Before you... If you on the streets, no snitching. None. And I just want to follow that up with... Fuck the streets. That shit has no... It's nothing in the streets for you at this point in life. Like, True. for anybody. There's no popping-ass drug that you could get rich like when it was crack and shit like that. So just stay the fuck out the streets, man. I know Facts. niggas that still hustle a fucking quarter pound or a pound to this day. Maybe two pounds. I make what they make. I make the same amount of money they make, and I don't have to watch my back for police and none of that type of shit. So my message... With our podcast, because, yeah, we did talk a lot of street shit. But, but we got just, out of that. Yeah, we are so far removed. Let, let, and that's what they need to know. We are yes. both... Let me get you on my, my bullshit. We are both professional drivers. <laughs> you feel me? And entrepreneurs. And entrepreneurs. Got podcasts, clothing lines, motherfucking... A little bit of everything going on, to be honest, because we out here... Trying to just, you know, provide a better way for our family so the next generation won't ever have to tell these type of stories on right. the motherfucking podcast. <laughs> right. 
And if y'all feel some sort of way about Suck my anything, dick. I would, nah, 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 nah. I, yo, he be wilding with that. I'm but, campaigning um, that the whole time. I'm letting you know right now. Well, right, the first I'm episode. Not, I, well, I'm hey, letting y'all know. I'm not co-signing that at all. I said suck my dick, not ours. I know, but I'm just not co-signing. <laughs> this nigga disrespectful. Be shit like that, that get a motherfucking shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These podcast niggas ain't shooting nobody. But, nah, go ahead. Leave, leave a message. I don't even want y'all to leave a, a, a written comment. Leave a message. Yeah, leave a voice message. Let us know how you feel. If I see this whack. Because, um, let me just make something clear, too. Let me see. Uh... This nigga, uh, Seymour, this is my dog, um, and he's going to be co-hosting the podcast with me now, which is Concrete Convos. This is a brand new podcast. I should have probably said all this at the beginning, but I'm saying it now. This is a brand new podcast. This is going to be called Late Nights with Weez and Seymour. Seymour and Weez, we're going to switch it each and every time. So, But it's going to be the same shit, and we're just going to basically talk to y'all while we're at work. Working, give y'all a good hour or two as long as the conversation is flowing and it's good. But we definitely want y'all to leave them voice comments. We definitely want you to like, subscribe. We definitely uh, share. want y'all to share. share share, that shit like a motherfucker. And we definitely want y'all, because we're going to do audio. Video. We're going to let y'all decide when y'all want to see us. When y'all want to see the okay. faces behind these voices. You know what I'm saying? So we got to get the buzz up with the audio first. And then we're going to go visual on these niggas. But y'all gonna see him anyway because we going visual with concrete combos. You know what I'm saying? So, well, listen. So to keep y'all out that mindset, right? It's, it's crazy how I do a, a complete turnaround from being this street street dude to motivational dude. So go check out Bay Motivation to keep your mindset right. This way you ain't got to worry about getting up in the streets. Yes, that's made motivation. That is made motivation. That is. My man, Seymour Brown's podcast, it'll be, it's nothing but positivity. To be honest, I try to listen to it like once, um, at least early in the morning, when I am up early in the morning to start my day, because this nigga always got some good shit to talk about. And the thing I love about Seymour the most is that that nigga's on some, like, he's on that same shit Nick's on. Like, nigga, we got to make something worth, we got to make ourselves worth, like, fuck working for people. Right. And right now, we all work working for people, but... We also work you gotta start somewhere. We building the brain. I tell you that now. We building exactly. the brain. And, and just so y'all know, my me being on this has been going on way before Nick died. Shit. As a matter of fact, you can go back and check. My podcast has been going on since January. Man, you ain't got to tell oh, no, niggas that no, shit, no, nigga. No, no, they, you know what I mean? Some some they niggas need to know, tell, no, no, like, they, no, no. They need to know that it's authentic. This this didn't just happen. Okay. This, well, this, this didn't just happen. Like the clothing brand is a is, well the podcast is a, is an offspin of the clothing brand, which is an offspin of the finance company. Like they're just different shit, all off under the made umbrella. So I just and made stands for making a difference everywhere. So I've been on this shit for a minute since 2011. To be honest, yeah. With you. I want you to plug that second launch too. Which one? The oh nah nah. Let me let me get all that incorporated first. I don't have all that incorporated first. All right, all right, so once cool, I have all that set up, um, get it incorporated, the copyrights and all that to it, then we uh, then I start putting that out there. I only told right, like I copy three people. That. I copy that. I copy that. All right, so I usually in concrete convos with uh, Uno, you know, never dose, but I don't want to do that with the late night podcast. 
I think I'm gonna end this one with the uh The Streets is talking. <laughs> uh <laughs> since we started this podcast at night and now it's 7.30 in the fucking morning. I'll just say, uh, I was about to OD and be like, man, everybody suck my dick, but all I'm going to say is this, is um, be positive, be great, and just know that you can change your life at any motherfucking moment. And we are prime two examples. prime examples of that. Like we suburban... Projects to the suburbs. Mowing lawns, like... Real suburban shit, you know what I'm saying? So I just want everybody to know that, you know, it, it is good to keep hope. It is good to still dream. And just know that we all ain't meant to be Jay-Z. Because I'm getting tired of niggas wanting to be whole. Nah. <laughs> nah. Never want to be whole. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I just mean, like, the whole... I admire him. It ain't, it, ain't just, it ain't just sports and entertainment. We better than Facts. that. We, we got a whole lot more to do out here. Facts. Like I told you, we both drive track the trailers we make good livings for our families and that's all you need to really fucking know man it's your boy young Weez. it's mr may and we'll definitely be hitting y'all back with another session of late nights with Saymar and Weez or Weez and Saymar, whatever way you like to fucking say it Don't peace make a difference to me one